welcome to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology, rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that you have to recent culture and we can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. Aww, happy Valentine's week! It's a cute day when St Valentine was sentenced to death and beaten with clubs. What a fun day to celebrate with the people you love around you. Well, we're going down a much darker route this week and looking at the tempting succubus from medieval and generally religious mythology to go with our love theme this week. But before I start, if you're under 18, this episode is a tiny bit explicit in parts. Whilst I don't swear, this monster is a particularly raunchy one. So as much as this is an educational podcast that I love doing for all ages, which is why I don't swear when I actually swear like a trooper in real life, there is a very set MO for these kind of monsters. So if you're happy for your kids to listen to this one, go ahead. But if not, I'd say turn it off now. Thank you. Now I have called this a special However, it's more special because of the date. I'm not actually doing a special format. It may be a bit longer than usual, maybe. I don't think it will, but it's more of the fact that it sits within Love Day, so it kind of works. I'm not going to do a quiz or anything. It's just specific to the day, just as a heads up. The succubus, or succubi plurally, is a demon from usually religious folklore, but it's sometimes put down to medieval. They are mentioned sometimes not in name or sometimes in others, in practically every mainline religion as a poster girl for temptation. Now, there are two descriptions for succubi, and this is depending on the era that you want to focus on. I'll tell you about their original description first. The original succubi were your very typical demon with cloven hooves, horns, spiked tails and tongues with hideous demonic faces and bodies, and huge bat-like wings that could help them fly. They were pretty nasty in general. Some legends say that they have three breasts and talon-like fingernails, but were generally quite disfigured. In later tellings, though, the succubus were beautiful from the get-go, the most beautiful beings you would ever see. They would usually be very scantily clad, and you would have the telltale bat wings and horns still. They were considered psychic or manipulated demons and had some pretty cool powers. They are completely immortal, can fly, They're said to have super strength, stamina, healing, and speed, but their most important three powers are that of shape-shifting, dream-walking, and sexual empowerment. Now, what's the general MO of a succubus, I hear you ask? Well, it's using these three powers specifically to have sex with human men, simple as. They would first invade the man's dreams and shape-shift into the most beautiful and desired woman for that man, which is obviously different in every person's case, and seduce them with a single touch. However, this would also be happening in reality, with the man completely asleep and the succubus sitting unchanged on his lap. The succubus would then have sex with them until climax. However, the succubus would never tire, as it would steal the man's life force through the intercourse. If there were repeated visits from the succubus, the man would eventually die from basically having his soul sucked out of him, and the succubus would move on to the next victim most of the time. Now, sometimes the succubus would steal the man's semen. Yes, you heard me right. There are mixed reports on what happens here, but the succubus then apparently turns into the male version of itself, which is called an incubus, 
and will basically do the same thing, but to a woman instead. However, they would implant the stolen sperm into the woman, which in reality would just be like insemination, right? Wrong. The demon would do something to corrupt the semen, we don't know what, which would mean that the child would be born with either deformities or would be compelled to commit crime or evil acts in their life. Pretty gross, right? But either way, they were almost completely irresistible, so they were often used as an excuse for adultery. But the excuse was that the temptation was absolutely unrefusable, so not sure how many people generally got away with that. And because these children were born with deformities, it was very often used as an excuse for that as well. So if you had a disabled child, it would be blamed on the fact that you had sex with an incubus. So that's fun. On to etymology, succubus has Latin origins with its name, as you've probably guessed with the double C's. It comes from the word succubere, which means to lie under, which you can understand why that makes sense. So it's nice and easy this week. But fun fact is that the very old English insult for a whore, which is strumpet, also derives from this word. So if you call someone a strumpet, which is quite rare anyway, you're basically calling them a sexy soul-stealing demon, so that's nice. Also, don't say that quickly, I've re-recorded that like five times. The full word succubus wasn't founded until the late 14th century, so within the Middle Ages when this monster was the most rampant in sightings. In Europe, the succubus was mostly linked to Christianity and Judaism, and the commandment of resisting temptation. It was believed that these demons were sent on behalf of the devil to tempt men away from their spouses, breaking that commandment. However, I did mention Judaism there because they actually have the most intense link to this demon, due to a figure we've spoken about before in the podcast, and that is the legendary Lilith from Hebrew demonology. Basic background to her is that she was the first wife of Adam, she was made from the same clay, refused the comfort of the Garden of Eden as she didn't want to be classed as inferior. She left Eden and got with the archangel Samuel, and it's said that she gave birth to the first ever demons, the Lilu. According to legend, the Lily were the first ever born succubi, with Lilith technically being their succubi mother, and the mother of all temptation and demons. Jewish mothers were terrified that their babies would be eaten or kidnapped by Lilith and her children, and it's still a cautionary tale told to this day. It's said that Lilith and the Lilu had the kiss of death, making any of their kisses immensely deadly. There are mentions of succubi in other mythologies too, such as Lamia from Greek mythology, who was the queen of Libya and had an affair with Zeus, bore him children. Once Hera found out, she killed the children and drove Lamia mad with the obsessive thoughts of them, driving her to kill any child around her. Because of this, she eventually transformed into a hideous snake-like creature that attempted to seduce men and eat them. There are also reports that the Arabic jinns that we covered a few weeks ago were like this. In Zanzibar, there's the Popabawa, Hungary, the Liderek, in Turkey, there's the Karabasan. In India, the Yakushini. There are so many different names and types of succubus in many religions and cultures from across the world. They're just not all called succubus. Makes sense, right? They're also linked to sleep paralysis demons, though, as these monsters will attack their prey when they're sleeping to the same extent as the night hag. In the 15th century, when this myth was at its most popular, there was obviously no research or medical knowledge of sleep paralysis, and they believed that obviously being paralysed and being touched erotically with no control had to be the work of something paranormal. One of the most famous sightings of a succubus was that of Pope Sylvester II, who met a succubus, the original hideous type of them too, when he was a younger lad. 
He'd just been rejected by the woman he loved and she promised him knowledge, wealth and sex if he stayed faithful to her. Apparently this power eventually made him the Pope and they had an apparent happy and secret relationship for many years. However, one day the succubus foresaw that the Pope would die whilst reading Mass in Jerusalem. So the Pope very quickly repented all of his sins and by all chances died during Mass that day. Apparently, he had his eyes gouged out by the devil himself and then his tongue and hands cut off, but that's just some tellings. Meridiana, the succubus, died shortly after and was buried with him in the Basilica of St. John Lateran in Rome. Cool story though, to this day, apparently their grave steams and rattles when a pope is about to die, and so far it's been right. So that's kind of wild. Look this story up, it's so weird. But the only real life thing I can kind of link succubus to is the old timey belief that if you cheated on your spouse, it was with a demon rather than just another horny individual. Especially if you were a woman and had a child out of wedlock, it was assumed that you'd been intimate with an incubus or maybe it was a succubus with stolen semen. Who knows? Either way, you and your child will practically be cursed, sometimes killed for the defiance, especially if you were a woman because they just really loved killing us for some reason or if you were a married man cheating on your spouse. There have been loads of modern day sightings and reports of succubi from men all over the world during the 2010s up even till now. However, are they just using it as an excuse for cheating or perhaps just having a wet dream? Who can say? Anyway, moving swiftly on to cultural significance, we have quite a few this week. In art, we have most famously the painting of Lilith by John Collier from 1889, which perfectly shows her with the snake from the old stories. I love this painting. I know a lot of people who've had it tattooed. I've actually saved a very large space on my upper arm for Lilith, but she's going to be fully succubized, so that's exciting. We also have the Nightmare series by Henry Fasilli from 1781, which I mentioned in the Night Hags episode. We also have Vampire by Edvard Munch from 1895, and I would generally, just as a warning... Don't Google too much into succubus art, as it does get very explicit very quickly. But if you're looking for that, go ahead. No worries. I won't judge you. For movies, we have Siren, Conan the Barbarian, Jennifer's Body, Grim Prairie Tales, Ghostbusters, The Ninth Gate, The Haunted, Case 39, Demon Hunter, Soul Keeper, VHS, Death by Temptation, and Tommy. So my favourite there is very much Jennifer's body. It's such a good film. It's so good. So underrated. In TV, there are quite a few, such as Lost Girl, The Gates, South Park, Dark Stalkers, The Life and Times of Juniper Lee, Being Human, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Hex, Reaper, Masters of Horror, Charmed, The Dresden Files, Star Trek, Torchwood, Kolchak the Night Stalker, Twin Peaks, Dragon's Dogma, and my favourite is X-Files. There are actually two episodes within the first few series on Succubus and Incubus. I really recommend them, they're just brilliant. For video games, we have a load this week, such as Devil May Cry, World of Warcraft, Diablo, Divinity Original Sin 2, Succubus in Wonderland, Warrior Kings, Overlord, Planescape Torment, Disjaya 5, Castlevania, Catherine, The Witcher 2 and 3, City of Heroes, Darkstalkers, Dragon Age, Final Fantasy, Mass Effect, The Last Sovereign, and Elder Scrolls. I'm going to add the namesake 
game, which is called Succubus, but I generally wouldn't advise looking this up if you're under 18. Uh, Steam will stop you if you try and look at it if you're under 18. It is primarily a sex game. I, I don't know what else to say with that one, I'm afraid. I wouldn't advise it. For books, it's been an interesting research point. You would be surprised at how much porn I accidentally found. Or erotic fiction that's just not my kind of bag and it's not what I really suggest on this podcast. So I've done the difficult part for you and sifted them out. So I would recommend Demon Lovers, Witchcraft, Sex and the Crisis of Belief by Walter Stevens for a really in-depth scholarly approach to the subject. If you want to look more at gender theory within this, which is really interesting, there's Lilith, Gender and Demonology by Stephanie Sapoto. And for our more casual readers, A Field Guide to Demons, Fairies, Fallen Angels and Other Subversive Spirits by Carol and Diana Mack is a more summarised version of all the demons. Or lastly, for more visual people, Pandemonium by Ed Simon is a really good one for demonology with gorgeous illustrations. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? Hmm, do I think sexy demons go about stealing semen? Probably not, if I'm completely honest. Although this myth does go far back and is embedded into so many mainline religions, it's actually quite hard to say a flat-out no to. I definitely believe there are people out there that use sex like this, but I'm not sure if they're demons or if they're just really crappy people. Although maybe that's why they're crappy people, because they're demons, I don't know, but the idea of someone that could drain the life out of you and potentially steal that baby-making stuff for other demons just doesn't really make much sense to me. What what do they gain out of it? But whatever floats your boat, I suppose. In all seriousness though, maybe it's a personalisation of the idea of temptation, which as I said is within all big religions and sex is at least one of these temptations. Being that multiple partners or through being unfaithful, it's something that's generally frowned upon based upon these religions and realistically societal values as well. We do judge people who cheat on their partners, it's just a thing. So it does make sense that actually this is embedded in our culture that this is a bad, demonic thing. However, I'm all for free love, baby. You go have sex with who you like, as long as it's consensual. You're not hurting anyone, e.g. cheating. We don't slut shame on this podcast. You go, be free and sexy. Well, that was a really fun one for Valentine's Day, although maybe a little bit on the warning heavy side too. Please do refrain from having sex with demons. It's just not advised. You could end up being a weird vessel for a demon baby, or you could end up having the life very literally sucked out of you. Although, could be worse ways to go, I suppose. Next week, we're going back over to ancient Egypt for a nice little change, and we're looking at the fearsome underworld guardian Amit, an amalgamation of all of the deadly animals in Africa. Come prepared with your heart and the feather next week. But for now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you're listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next. And I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok, YouTube and Instagram are Myth Monsters Podcast. And the Twitter is Myth Monsters Pod. But all of our content can always be found at mythmonsters.co.uk. You can also find us on Good Pods and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast. You know, if you feel like it, come join the fun, share this with your pals. They might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky. And I'll see you later, babes. Bye.